this is Everything is Rent, a podcast where we used to talk about the best musical of all time, Rent, song by song. And now we still talk about Rent, but we record approximately one episode per year and we've talked about all the songs. So now we talk about other Rent related stuff. Today, we are talking about the Rent 25th anniversary retrospective presented by the New York Theater Workshop. And to talk to us, we have two great guests. So excited to have them. They are hilarious, talented, pop culture obsessed writers, comedians, uh, wonderful people. Uh, One of them is the head writer of a Black Lady Sketch Show. And together, they're two-thirds of Smith Sisters Live on Radio Andy. Our guests today love Rent, and they know everything about it. And they are Lauren Ashley Smith and Mariah Smith. Welcome. Yeah, take it away. Like where, what's your experience with Rent? What's your connection to it? Good morning. Um, Our connection to Rent began in the late 90s when our parents got us the CD uh, of the the original Broadway cast recording because my dad's little brother, our our uncle Jacques C. Smith, got cast uh, to replace Tay Diggs as Benny on Broadway. And so, and he was making his Broadway debut. So when our uncle got cast in the show, we were like, what is the show? Let's listen to it. And we immediately started playing it on repeat. And then um, at the time, we didn't realize, you know, that, that would ha- this would happen. But our uncle met our aunt, who was also in the cast of Rent on Broadway. And they'd been married for many years. And so we have an aunt and uncle that we love very much who are in the Broadway cast of the show. Um, and I was watching the retrospective. And I, was, uh, had, I just commented on my uncle's Instagram today because Watching the retrospective was so, I, I like started tearing up because when um, my uncle had his last few shows on Broadway, like when he left the show, my mom and I went to New York, which was my first trip, like on a plane, first time in New York City from St. Louis, Missouri, where we grew up. And we got to go see him on Broadway. And we went, I went to like his like closing night party that he had. We rode in a limo. Like it was amazing. Like our, my grandparents were there and stuff. And I remember looking around, you know, backstage and at the party that he had and just seeing people that were in the retrospective as well, but people whose faces that I, I had only previously seen, like in like the CD booklet and in the rent book that we had gotten like from Barnes and Noble and like being like, oh my gosh, like I've been staring at this person's picture for years and months. And now I'm like sitting at a table two feet away from them. Like that was just such a a magical once in a lifetime experience that my uncle allowed me to have. And it was just, I just am still so touched by that. And I also didn't realize at the time at 13 that rent was such a cultural milestone. So to have that be part of like my first trip to New York city was to see rent on Broadway and hang out with the cast like that is not that is not something I will ever take for granted um when you say you saw the um uh, you went uh, to this party afterward and you like sat close to so many of the original cast members and people whose faces you'd seen did you have any like specific interaction or was there someone that you were like oh my god this is the person I have a crush on or this is the person that I um I've been listening to your song over and over um whether you had an interaction with them or not um was there anyone that stood out? Um, they all did. And I don't even know if I really had an interaction with them because at the time, it sounds so silly to say because I was like 13, but I truly was just still putting together. I was like, okay, they're in the show and they play character in the show. 
And then they like have friendships and a life and like ride the subway and do all these things outside of the show, which I understood about my own uncle. Like I know he's a person who has a life and an apartment and like talks on the phone and like has to like, you know, put tokens in the subway. But when I saw like Wilson and stuff, I was like, he's wearing glasses. Oh my God. Like I was just like trying to like, I was so overwhelmed by the experience of like seeing these people outside of their costumes and not singing and just having casual conversations like eating chips like it just was so much yeah it is weird you see them just in this one context and then mm-hmm. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. real people what a surprise and then yeah mariah what so you were not on that trip no i was quite young and i saw rent though in st louis probably shortly after more and saw it on Broadway when the first tour came around and like that was life-changing because we were allowed to listen to the soundtrack as much as possible as much as we wanted to and our mom used to not have us listen to secular music on Sundays but like musicals were the exception so we were able to listen to Rent even La Vie Boheme after church so it was like <laughs> it all felt real and it's such a part of my childhood that I don't know what my life would be like without it. Yeah. What about La Vivo and B? Because they say some really... We could listen to that too. And our mom, uh, mom famously, when they say Benny called the cops, she always thought it was Benny calls the shot. So that was always a family (laughs) insight joke that we love to laugh at. So she would always sing along as well. Well, And that's also uh, props to your uncle's role too. Because he was Benny. Yeah. So like, you know, he's not all bad. He calls the shots, so... (laughs) It is so um, fun and amazing to have this be your first musical, like uh, professional musical experience. And what was so wild to experience, I just remembered uh, because it was my uncle's last like weekend of shows or whatever. I remember when he came out, like, I think I saw the show twice or three times when he was in it, like over the course of a couple days. And because it was his last couple shows, like fans of the musical, like all, who are on the message boards and stuff had like clearly knew that it, he was like going to be finishing soon. And so he came out on stage and they like would start cheering for a really long time. And it was like a group of like six <laughs> girls, like in the front, front row or something. And I just was like, so I just quit. I was like, that's my uncle. And they're like screaming because they are like, you know, it's his last night in the show. And it just was so surreal. I love that. That is so yeah. cool. How do you know that you're done with the show? Like, had, had he like moved on to another job or it's just like. Yeah, he like, you know, when you're, I guess you set the date for when your contract is done. And I think he had another job or something. But it, it's like how I knew through the grapevine, like when like, um, LaShawn's last show in the color right. purple was or Shoshana like I don't know why we know that but we find it out we find it out and then how many times have you seen Rent upwards of 50 for me <laughs> I'm in that same in that same bracket as well I think <laughs> that's, that's a lot many of times, times. <laughs> have you seen other musicals like a number of times I've seen Spring Awakening close to 20, Hamilton maybe 15, and something else. I've seen a lot of musicals. (laughs) Hamilton I've seen probably 10 or 11 times, and Wicked I've probably seen 10. I I never did. Spring Awakening 5. That's incredible. I did like, 
I think I only ever went to like a couple shows more than once. And then I would just see other ones. But when I was a kid, I would watch the same movie every single day for a year. (laughs) So I don't know. And I saw the color purple like 10 times as well. Yeah. I worked for a, um, and Beth and listeners know this, but I worked for a company that gave uh, discounts on theater tickets to companies um, as like part of their benefits package, even though it was like barely a benefit, like mm-hmm. 30% off. Yeah. Um, but I got to see a ton of Broadway musicals through that and um, did great. end up seeing That's the awesome. color purple more like at least three times through that somehow. <laughs> and I loved it every time. That one. Yeah. Yeah. That one is in the, the select few. I would say it's the three, one of the three where I for sure slept outside overnight mm-hmm. um, to get tickets. I slept outside in like 22 degree weather to get tickets to the color purple for LaShawn's last show for rush tickets. And definitely have slept outside for rent and have probably slept outside for wicked. If not shown up at 4am. Yes. Unbelievable. What did you bring to sleep outside? Um, a sleeping bag and, um, lawn chairs, several layers. Yeah. Um, and, just a, a really annoying personality of like, you know just singing in the street just like all the things yeah. that you don't want is like a 19 year old singing their favorite songs from the musical that they're sitting outside of at the top of their lungs um not really uh understanding the gravity of them being like i'm oh sleeping outside God. tonight like just the it just obnoxious I'm leaving outside tonight. I don't have to. This is my choice. Yeah, I'm doing it for a twenty dollar ticket. Yeah, and I'm being so cavalier about it and not understanding the world around me by any stretch. When you live in a city where rent is playing, you live in New York, um, and you're seeing it like fifty times, probably not all at once, but like. On a weekly basis, is it like it's Friday night again? Let's try to go to rent. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and like we've, I've gone through that with several shows. I mean, this this yeah. podcast is not about them, but I definitely had that same experience. Like I worked in, uh, I believe the building was sixteen thirty three Broadway, which was like a, my office was directly above Wicked. So for like a year, every day I would go down and try to get like um, rush tickets or like for the color purple or in the heights or um you know any show that was the show of our our liking at the time it would just kind of be like oh it's thursday it's at six it's six o'clock time Time to go go. put my name in the lottery and see what happens i honestly when rent was touring in st louis when i was in high school my friends and i would and i don't know why our parents allowed us to do this because the theater was downtown and we got flashed many times (laughs) um (laughs) we would get there at like one or two in the morning to stand, to camp outside of the theater until they opened the doors. And then after we saw the show, we'd be like, okay, time to do it again. And it was 100%. Like, but it's what we did. Yeah. Where we would like stay outside in the cold, like for the bulk of a day and a night, almost the time you would get warm would be watching the show. And then you go to the stage door to get uh, your playbill sign and then head right on back to the front to get cold once more to wait for tickets for the next performance. Wow. And it just even thinking about it now gives me such a rush and I miss it because I'm like, those were the best days. Because A, Rent was playing and B, I got to see a musical. I would ask for advances on like my Christmas or birthday money just so I could go see musicals. So I was, any any way I could get to see Rent, I was there. Did you perform as 
kids in musicals? Yeah, we both were in uh, theater and speech and debate. Oh, well, I mean, let's, let's get into that. Get into <laughs> You're talking to a fellow National Forensics League. Yes. Uh, oh, really? Nearly, in what category? Nearly a state champion in humor and turf. Nearly. Love it. Second place, second place. Fourth in uh, in the state in HI, eighth in the state in DI, and I think we did Reader Theater. I think we got second one year and first the other year, maybe second twice. Can't remember. Wow, wow. Theater, I've gotten first and second, and and radio, I should have gotten first because I hit five on the mark and didn't slip up. But because they were racist, I got <laughs> seven. <laughs> there you go. It, it was also in addition to I'm sure that being like a bigger barrier than being a woman doing humor and yeah. ter- being uh, doing humor and turf as a woman was also um its own hurdle top, totally yeah, top. so well we're coming for you forensic system um, <laughs> <laughs> we're taking you You've down um, you're racist you're sexist yep. <laughs> my sister did it too she did original oratory she had a speech about being short <laughs> I had that. never heard of forensics until I moved to New York. Is it an East Coast thing? No. Oh, no. I heard of it as a Midwest. Yeah. yeah where I'm, did you grow up? Colorado. I Every person I know that has done speech and debate is a Midwest person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I dare, I daren't go too far down this path, but did you do OM and or Destination Imagination? No. What okay. Thought? What is that? <laughs> truly can't get too far into it but it's also a competition for like school age kids where you're you like write a skit and you compete basically oh that's and cool i have been known to talk about i mean i did a full podcast episode where i talked about <laughs> that um, is so cool yeah our dad who was our speech and debate coach would like if he knew that existed we would have done it we would have done yeah. it my yeah, my dad coached uh, like elementary school team. Not that I was on, but um, but yeah, we would write little skits, and there were like requirements. Would so be like one character has to have like a body part that's like larger or smaller than usual, and they have to learn like this kind of lesson. And like you, ha- you'd have like ten minutes total, and you would have to set up your entire set, and it all had to fit in and out of like a box that was like a specific size and. Um, that's, that's so interesting so cool. you okay. know that is similar because in reader's theater our like um the whatever blocks like uh apple boxes yeah. we would use as like set pieces had i believe they had to fit in a certain like six you can only use like those space. boxes yeah or chairs or a ladder like there were only specific things you could use and yeah. they and there were so many limitations very similar yeah um okay back to musicals <laughs> so what yeah what musicals did you do what were like your favorite ones you did favorite roles mariah had For, a star uh, turn in high school she played joanne and company when she was <gasps> like <laughs> that is a huge Guess who else played joanne and company me are you serious my oh my senior God, year of college wow that is amazing <laughs> I, to this day, I was just thinking about it. I'm shocked I got the role. Don't have the range for it. It was, <laughs> something should not be, company should not be a high school theater show. No, <laughs> no. It should not no. be. Because it is about someone having a, like a 30th birthday. 
30 something having a okay. midlife crisis basically <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs> and joanne is the oldest the one oldest this. one <laughs> yeah jokes about like oh, how many God. candles are on her birthday cake and then you have like you know uh how old were you mariah when you did it 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely was taking some of those notes up the octave, that's for sure. Like, who can... Who can... I think, honestly, I got the part because I was the only one who could sing that low. There you go. It was... It, that's the only time that's helped me in my life. A thing that you want middle schoolers to have to do. Sing very low. Low, <laughs> low tones. <laughs> about being an adult woman who's just having a real rough time i mean that's yeah okay so that's like you're not gonna top that role like no unfortunately not even now (laughs) lauren did a lot of musicals too though we 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 both uh were in the ensemble of the king and i when she was in high school and i was in elementary school um they didn't pair us together as the same mother and child set because i guess they were trying to be colorblind with their casting um <laughs> but yeah i we did that together. while they do the king and while i do the king exactly. was full of asian <laughs> exactly people. Yeah. a horrible horrible <laughs> production yeah and a predominantly white school it was chaos yeah these are just show it's just like there's so many musicals why are we doing company and the king and i yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to pick from Oh my God. Do you go to school for theater then? To like no. college? No, no, no. I, well, I did study theater. I went to Sarah Lawrence and we didn't have like majors. We had concentrations and thirds. So a third of my education at Sarah Lawrence or two thirds of my education at Sarah Lawrence was theater. And I um, didn't major in theater. I majoring in American studies. Um, cause I really was like, unless I'm going to a conservatory, I don't think that I, I just, I didn't feel, I wanted to get like a very non-specific education. Um, yeah. and so I was like, Oh, liberal arts degree, that is better for me. But I, and I didn't do, I don't think any musical theater when I was in college, I just did like a couple like did. plays and stuff and like one act plays. I didn't do any musical theater. Were there musicals that you, obviously you love Rent, but uh, were there musicals that were like influential to you growing up uh, in addition to Rent? Like, I cannot stress enough how obsessed I am with musicals. Um, I would say one of the more formative ones for me was also Spring Awakening. Yes. And like one of my biggest obsessions was getting one of the seats on stage. Like that to me was the pinnacle of success. I was like, I've done it. Um, so I saw that a number of times and like, we love Legally Blonde, Wicked, God Cell. Uh, we grew up on the ways. It's just a lot of, our house was always filled with musical theater, but what would you say, Lauren? Um, Rent was definitely the main, uh, musical, like when I was at home in the house, um, I agree with everything you said. And then as I got like into, when I was in college and stuff, I definitely like really liked Wicked, loved Legally Blonde. Um, as an adult, I really liked In the Heights. And I also start love Next to Normal. Mariah and I saw yes, Dirty Next Round to Normal together, yeah. I think, for the first time. Too. And we saw Next to Normal together. And Lauren got mad at me because I had come, I was at me in New York visiting her. And my parents gave me like $200, I think. And I was supposed to get rush tickets, but I couldn't get them. So I spent all my money on just regular price tickets for Next to Normal. And Lauren got <laughs> 
is sent me. But we ended up enjoying the production. It was great. That feels like Um, the right right use of that money. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think I think that's mostly it. And then we we really got into um, off Broadway Bear a Pop Opera, which was an off Broadway show about um, uh, a Catholic school, like Catholic high schoolers, and uh, like the biggest jock in the school is gay and he's in a relationship secretly with like a more wallflowery um type boy and one of the uh girls at school who's very popular gets pregnant it deals with a lot of like deep issues and the music's really good and the performances are amazing michael arden was in it um our dear friend john hill was in it um what is her name what is her name jenna lee green who was on sabrina teenage which she was in it like Natalie Joy Johnson, the cast was amazing. And um, we truly like, we're like, I was like buying bootlegs of that on eBay and like, yes, buying CDs um, in the early 2000s. Oh my God. I'm so happy you brought that up because I think often, I don't know how this was allowed, but I would often trade DVDs or VHSs with people online. I was like, and I would give my address freely. Hoping that these things would come in the mail. And I would always download stuff from the internet onto DVD discs and sell them essentially for other goods of other <laughs> musicals. And I wish I still had all of that because that would be such a treasure. Wow. Like on like uh, message boards, you would sell them or like? YouTube message boards. Uh, My IMDb. Yeah. Wow. The, the, I, when the movie came out, the IMDb uh, comment section was where it was at. Like... <laughs> There were games to be played. It was great. <laughs> um, bear a pop opera. opera. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna A-R-E. check that out. Not the. We also yeah. Mm-hmm. We also really got into Hamilton because our cousin was in the original cast in the ensemble, so we would go often, and it would be our like after work sort of yeah. hangout, which was very fun. Y'all have such a, a, a family full of creative people. <laughs> um, it is. Performers, writers, just like, just casually yeah. like, oh yeah, our uncle was uh, in, in Rent, the second Benny. Oh, and also our cousin <laughs> was in Hamilton. Have you heard of Hamilton? I'm like, yeah, my like cousin worked at Ralph's and my uncle like went on like a, a business that made fire extinguishers. <laughs> <laughs> That is so cool. So we'll we'll get into the the main topic for today in a moment. But first, we got to ask favorite songs from Rent, least favorite songs from Rent. Ooh. Oh, why'd you do it? <laughs> you know, you know it was Maria, coming. If you, do you know what your answer is? No, not yet. Okay. So I think that as an adult. My so- my favorite songs are different from the ones when I was a kid and I didn't understand half of the themes and context. Like as a kid, I would always skip Will I. As an mm. adult, I listen to it. And I'm like, this is so poignant, so real. So it's about mortality. The harmonies are so good. It's so simple, whatever. But as a kid, I'd be like, skip it. Um, and I loved like La Vie Boheme and Take Me or Leave Me. But now as an adult, I'm more, I, I like those songs, but I love the Tango Maureen because it's about, um, you know, how they both perceive this person and the twist at the end where uh, she calls Joanne Pookie for the first time. Like the things that are more subtle and nuanced about adult relationships and behaviors mm-hmm. tend to be my preferred songs as an adult than as a kid where I was just like La Vie Boheme, Take Me or Leave Me. 
um, light my candle, things that were like, I was like, light my candle is about wanting to light a candle. That's very easy entry point for me, a child. <laughs> yeah. Um, Will I was a little harder to, to get into. To grasp too. I w- would say my favorites have stayed the same. And one of my all-time favorites is What You Own. That is like, I, I truly love that song. I think it's a masterful piece of art. And my least favorite song, I hate to say it, is probably Glory. <gasps> Only because wow. I I just, I can't connect fully to it. And I'm gonna, I'm going to take another listen tonight once we wrap up just to like confirm. I mean, it's hard to say it's like picking a favorite child. It's really hard to say, but I, if, if I were forced, that's what I would. I mean, you left some stuff on the table that many people have said was their least favorite, most notorious contact, of course. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm glad it's not. I'm, uh, it's above glory. Uh, for Mariah, which is wild and I respect I, it. I will say, I, I just was remiss in saying, as a child, my favorite song was Happy New Year or whatever the uh, part B or whatever, whatever it's called. But that was my favorite. And um, Santa Fe gets stuck in my head the most, like the the melody of it gets stuck in my head the most. But when I think of the actual song, I don't care to listen to it. Sure. That's fair. So now that we're on the topic, I will say, Lori is still my least favorite, but I'll cover you in the repri- reprise. Reprise or reprise? What if I reprise. say? Reprise. Reprise. Um, are two of the best, like, I think that's probably, for me, the most well-written songs of the, of the whole show. Yeah. Solid answers. A lot of hate for Halloween yeah. as well. A song that I love. I love it. I I love it. Hate Halloween, actually. I had forgotten about it until you (laughs) said something. Oh my God. Halloween and Contact are just the real, uh, the runts of the. I mean, the the magic of doing this podcast is that um, for all of our episodes up until like the past three, um, we listen to one song and then we, uh, as a group, and then we talk about it. And every single time it's like, okay, here's this one song. This one sucks. It will play it. And I'm like, actually, it's really great. I love it. I love every song. <laughs> every note is It's great. Yeah. So, even the worst ones are still pretty good. Yeah. It'll get stuck in my head. So it can't be that bad. When we're done with this, I will email you. I should have sent it beforehand. I sent it to Mariah. Um, it's a clip from the Golden Globes red carpet on Sunday of Juliana Rancic talking to Leslie Odom Jr. And she's telling him about how much of a rent head she is. And she starts oh. quoting the show, not quite singing it, but like speaking it in cadence. And it is oh one God. of the most mortifying things I've it's ever haunting. seen. The secondhand <laughs> embarrassment is like at critical levels. You'll scream. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> please, yeah. please send that. That sounds yeah. awful. So all four of us in the past week watched the Rent 25th Anniversary Retrospective, which was a fundraiser for the New York Theater Workshop, which I guess they do every year. It potentially, yeah, like it always, I don't know if it's always themed after a musical or if it, this was special because it's Rent's 25th Anniversary. Um, but we all watched that online. So we're going to just chat about, <laughs> about how that was. Yeah. Yeah. I will just briefly say I loved it so much. I cried. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I cried too. Yes. I don't know why, but it was like, 
you know that that it's sad that Jonathan Larson died. Like, obviously, that's like such a horrible, sad tragedy. But watching it told on this retrospective made me so much sadder than I've ever mm-hmm. felt before thinking about it. Yeah, and especially seeing his sister speak about it and like the passion he had, like writing songs and calling her and knowing like that sibling, close sibling relationship. I'm like, man, it is obviously his death was such a ripple effect and it sort of wounded so many but it's it it was so glaringly obvious and hearing the cast reflect back it's like wow he missed the biggest moment of his life Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah such i uh i really uh that moment that someone talked about that you kind of mentioned of like being on the phone with his sister being like listen to this um Mm -hmm. he writes take me or leave me and meanwhile they're rehearsing without you yes Without you, which is one of my favorite yeah. songs, and oh, that just killed me. And to yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm just saying nonsense. It was great. I loved it. I cried. It so was much. great. <laughs> it was great. We had Freddie Walker fantastic. Brown on the pod, and she had also told oh. us that "Take Me or Leave Me" was the last song he ever wrote, and it was like wow. She told we sat like in person with her telling us that, and it was very emotional and cool. But then for some reason, watching everyone talk about it on a streaming show was even more like impactful for me totally like he literally was like just i'll be right back yeah and and came back with like this incredible show-stopping song like wild to first off to have both of those like incredible powerhouse women um and to be Mm -hmm. able to write for them is incredible um but there also are not a lot of, uh, I don't know if there were, <laughs> I'm sure there is, but who knows, um, like female duets like that, that are so strong and about love, like this passion right. for each other. It is so mm-hmm. rare in in all art, but in musical theater to like really do that and not in a way that feels like we're making, uh, you know, jokes about uh, lesbian love or um, we're doing cliches about it this is just like two incredible women who are in love with each other but also have you know real relationship problems and it's mm-hmm. i don't think it exists Absolutely. anywhere else right because there's like fun yeah. home but that's like a lot of jokes and then there and it's like her singing about the sleeping person it's like not really a duet and then there's like duets about men and yeah it's yeah yeah it's and the cool thing about take me or leave me is that it's written it was written by a, a man, but it's written with the perspective of being on the inside of the relationship, not mm-hmm. being on the outside um, observing the relationship. And that is like what makes it so just impactful because they're singing to each other about each other and without the self-awareness that sometimes um, when we talk about, you know, same-sex relationships it sort of has like a commentary from the outside and that song does not have it yeah yeah there were a lot of great parts there were also great perks if you you paid to stream this there was rent karaoke um sarah and i did sing take me or leave me we sang (laughs) we sang what you own i mean just to each other no one was watching except except dave Oh, who God. took a, videos of both of those and sent them to us. And um, 
and they'll never, ever, ever be released. Oh God, I got to see that. They're, that is great. I mean, talk about songs not being in your range. These are... Oh. <laughs> I think somewhere there's a VHS of Morn and I singing Take Me or Leave Me as kids mm-hmm. to Two one another. Two sisters singing Take Me or Leave Me. Two child <laughs> sisters. <laughs> and one of them right out of the gate is like, people are looking at me saying so sweet, like ever since puberty, like... That is so funny. I haven't even hit puberty. <laughs> oh my God. The minute I hit puberty, I'm ready to play Joanne. Oh and that's, that. that's so funny. I did love the, they had great performances. That's exactly what I was just about to say. They were so and good. Hearing Billy Porter talk about being um, gay and, and losing so many friends to AIDS at such a young age. And then later on singing, I'll cover you reprise just killed me. Oh. Tore you I, wide open. I texted Mariah. I was, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, this has no business. A Zoom, um, it, a man with AirPods in his ears. Like, or I'm sorry, actually, <laughs> let me not say AirPods. Because actually when I watched it, I told my wife, I said, Billy Porter is committed to wearing wired headphones in every live performance yeah. he has done. He does not do AirPods because he knows the quality is bad. And I say that as someone who is wearing AirPods <laughs> right now. Um, but there's no reason for someone with, a white headphone like just like the dinkiest most average thing everyone you know sitting on a zoom has to sound that incredible and moving and like committed it was like a a literally like tony award-winning performance that he gave from Mm -hmm. presumably his hallway like it just was so good and the first performance right out of the gate i was like that to me i was like whoa we're in for it like we are in for it yeah but then we got Glory. So that, what do you yeah. think about that? I have already forgotten it. <laughs> fair, fair. I did think some of the choices oh of God. the uh, people who weren't in the musical, but who were still singing their experience. Yeah. Some of it I loved and some of it I was like, oh, when will this end? Uh, there was like a guy who yes. made up a story about another musical oh he was one of the people asking for donations talking about how the mm-hmm. new york theater workshop is cool but he sang it all in the cadence yeah. of the voicemails yeah. i was a little bit a bit much that yeah. went on far too long and i felt talk about second hand embarrassment i was cringing the entire time i will say the gal who sang take me or leave me ali stroke i was racking my brain no, I'm sorry, not take me or leave me out tonight. Out tonight? Um, out tonight. She recently wasn't on an episode of SVU, so I was very happy to see her on the program. <laughs> I love to see that she got more work. I love to see that she was a musical theater, you know, one of us. Uh, so that was a beautiful thing for me to to see. I I would have preferred to have maybe someone who was in the show sing it, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah. She was also in, um, I just, <laughs> for Christmas, I got Broadway HD um, and oh. I've watched not enough of it. I need to like pack it in before it, it gets canceled. <laughs> but I saw Miss Saigon and she's in that and she's oh. Oh, great awesome. in it. Yeah. She won a Tony, got nominated for Tony, for Kim. I think, oh, and she also is in Hadestown. Um, oh, whoa. So. Yeah, she probably won a. Uh, have you guys heard Hadestown or seen it? I haven't yeah. seen it, but um, I really wish I had. 
I haven't seen it, but I've uh, my sister tipped me off to it, and it's real good. Yeah, I liked her. She was over the top, and it was perfect. The pole dancing was yeah amazing. I love she the, did that. I love slash hated the moment. She's like, I of course want to sing that song. I have a pole right over there. <laughs> I don't yes. like, this is a musical theater actor. Fully. Just fully. period. Um, Tracy Toms really snuck in there as the only like cast member who got to also sing a song. She was, she was incredible. I Tracy feel like she knocked it out of the park. I respect her because she won't milk being Joanne. She milked it from the movie to make it to Broadway. She milked it from Broadway to make it a career in TV and film. Yeah. It just really, I, I am so impressed. Like, so she, I feel like, feels forever indebted to the show that she just comes back and kills it every single time. Yeah. That's another person where I was like, oh, you're just like sitting at home being like, I guess I'll catch up on Grey's Anatomy and sing like that today. Like, what, how are you, like, you're just at home, just like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll put on some lip gloss and I'll sing that down. No problem. Like, unbelievable. She was incredible. She's Also, Tracy Toms. Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, we got to get her on this pod that barely exists anymore. Oh, that would be a dream. We've tried. That'll be a dream. I will say she's busy. She's on Fox's 911, which I also watch, and she is plays a big part on that. So catch her when you can. All right. Speaking of musical theater people who are in Rent and also are in TV shows, that, just that blew my mind. And the fact I was that Kay like, Diggs was only in it at the end. At the yeah, end? I was shocked and sickened. Like Jesse L. Martin, there must have been something massive that happened because I don't see him because he was such a key part in the rent 10 um and was very into it didn't really use the binder like many of the other people did and i would think that he would want to come back and be a part of this but nowhere to be found and i'm like it's not like we this was like kind of thrown together it's like we had elsa and alphaba on the chat like we had we had we had ben platt we had billy porter it's like where were you like it was this is the time it must have been a work conflict there could be no other but then i thought all of these people filmed this separately during zoom that i would imagine were to their schedule that's true and for an original broadway cast member you would be like okay well even if you don't work at midnight should we do it then (laughs) yeah it's something that i can't quite wrap my mind around this might be a new investigative podcast like where was Jesse? World needs a new investigative podcast, um, but we have enough murder ones. So exactly, <laughs> so this feels like a, a a nice twist on the on the tradition. <laughs> we gotta figure it out. Yeah, he also was like not really mentioned, which right. I mean, I'm sure I'm I'm sure it's some sort of weird conflict, but I'm getting into this podcast now. Of, yeah. <laughs> I know. Was where like, was Jesse? Where was Jesse? Yeah. You know what I loved when I was watching it? And I, I, maybe it stuck out to me more because we're in this living in this situation where we're not able to be close to people all the time anymore. The way that that cast was draped over each other and all of the archival footage yeah. they showed of them doing interviews and rehearsals, they were cuddling the entire rehearsal process. 
in a way that was just so endearing to me. Uh It reminded uh me of like being in a drama club, being in musicals, like, and Sarah and I were at the um, live taping of the like broken leg rent live. Mm, and so it was similar to that like night before you know like the night that Jonathan Larson died and they got together and they were just gonna sing through the musical but they couldn't help but like get up on tables and dance like when we saw this much lower stakes injury of this guy breaking his ankle or whatever um the cast did the same thing so and it was just that exact same vibe of like embraces and like getting you know at any time that you're getting notes you're also just like intertwined with another human being <laughs> yeah that was nice yeah in covid times it was Miss nice Wednesday. to see too it was nice oh, to God. see i was like wow she's wearing him like a sweatshirt i miss <laughs> that like that is just so cute <laughs> i liked the houses you know i liked adina she's not gonna let us forget yes. she has a Tell big freaking why. house I literally, this yeah. is the, this, when I opened Chrome, when I opened Chrome on my phone, I literally just opened this. My screen says a peek inside the place Idina Menzel now calls home because I, <laughs> the second I saw her on the Zoom, I said, I have to know more about this house. Yeah. Have to know more. Because she is rolling in it and she makes no apologies for it. Yes. I, every time I'm a like, new place is popped up, I, Daphne popped up. I didn't pop up. I said, these people are so rich. Daphne is a grand piano I'm like, oh no, she did not. She said, okay, out tonight. I am here. I'm like, what? Ellen <gasps> Jost, I see your guitar and I raise you a Steinway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so nice because they were all, we know they came up like they were all struggling uh-huh. actors like it's it's not like we're watching a kennedy continue to be rich it's like right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i will say i made fun of adam pascal because in his background he had a binder and what looks like a plastic retainer case <laughs> oh <laughs> the background was not good not of the original cast members but there were a bunch yeah. of wild backgrounds Eden Espinosa's angle was an angle from March 2020 Zoom, not yes. March 2021 Zoom. I, she was looking I, down. It, at me, the, <laughs> it really made me think, we got to get our theater professionals into more Zooms. We got to get them more work. That showed me that our theater artists aren't working enough and during this pandemic mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she hasn't had to split her computer open to be on endless Zooms ever. She exactly. probably was the first time she used Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Were your uncle and aunt in the retrospective? No, I don't not, think so. Not even the little, there was like that end thing where you would just see like a bunch of different cast members in what looks sort of like film strip, like film reels. I'm not sure. I, I yeah, I wasn't looking super enough, closely. But we'll have to ask. Yeah. yeah. Is he still doing, is your uncle still doing musical theater? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He and was he just um, he actually, a, oh, he just yeah. posted Instagram saying on the 11th, of last year was his last theater performance because he was in the touring cast of uh, the Book of Mormon. Um, and he was doing that for a while, but obviously everything shut down. So hopefully theater comes back soon. Yeah. It's on the, it's, it's nearly here. Movie theaters are opening in New York. We're yeah. inching ever, ever closer. <laughs> I hope. Hopefully. And to more tours, hopefully. So yeah. we, yeah. we in LA can see these shows as well 
Yeah. I, uh, as Beth knows, my sister is a musical theater actress and she moved to New York. She's like lived in LA forever, but has like done uh, lots of tours and uh, has like sung all over She's the world. She's played Mimi twice. Whoa. Um, twice. Very, not on Broadway, but you know, it's in regional, in, like regional. It's very theater. impressive. Whoa. Yes. It's something like seeing her. I, of course, cried. I bawled so hard that my face swelled up. <laughs> I was so happy for her and I love the musical. But um, yeah, seeing her, I was like, oh, God, why did she get those jeans? And I get like, I'm going to sit and be like kind of funny jeans. Uh, oh my God. You have the voice of an angel and we have some recordings of rant karaoke to prove it. <laughs> release the tape. OK, we'll release the, the people yeah. need to hear. Them. We'll need to see but, your um, take me or leave me childhood recording first. Oh, God, I wish I could find that. That would be. Oh, God, that would win us so much money if we sold that. We've got a train. <laughs> Um, oh, I was just going to say that my sister moved to New York like permanently last February of oh, 2020 no. and booked a tour. She oh. like moved there, booked a tour, and then everything shut down. Oh, the tour no. is still, they're starting to rehearse in fall of this year, but it is like, whoa, it's just gone. Are we allowed oh, to say man. what it is or no? Is that DL? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you offline. Um, or yeah. uh, if listeners, um, stay tuned. We'll see. Email me. Who knows? Stay tuned. <laughs> stay what, tuned. What we'll, you'll stay find out. Tuned. Beth, no we're going to keep this podcast going. We gotta. <laughs> no. We gotta get down. We're not, we're not throwing into season two. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Season two. Where is Jesse L. Martin? What's he doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah. Any other thoughts about the retrospective? I did feel that I that that Julie Larson is my future. I recently renewed my my haircut where I have bangs, and I looked I looked at her and I said, "That's what I'll look like." So always fun to look <laughs> oh in the future in that way. Two things that got me because I felt like I kind of arrogantly was like, I kind of know the whole rent narrative. I've read the rent book cover to cover. Like we've, we've done all the Googling and message boarding that one can do. I know a lot. I did not know that Jonathan's friends who had died, that their names were Allie, uh, Pam. And is it Sue? I think. Yeah. 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 And so that was really, um, I was so touched by that and I was thrilled to learn that. And I completely did not realize the second thing that Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick were the ones to give them the <laughs> Tony for best musical. Yeah. I was like, what can't Sarah Jessica Parker do? Like what part <laughs> of the culture will she not be a pillar of? A part of yeah. I am so like, that is a life well lived. My God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could be Carrie Bradshaw and the person who gave the, the Tony to rent for best musical. <laughs> That's her legacy. Yeah. Was she in a Broadway show? Shoes. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, was one thing that was crazy that we had to pause and I had to tell Sarah this very boring thing, which I'll now say again. I and I barely remember what even happened because I blacked out when I heard this. So I went to Vassar and my like advisor and the guy that ran the theater department was this guy, Chris Grabowski. He still might be. He got name dropped so early in this documentary for being like the person who like recommended Rent or Jonathan to the New York theater workshop. 
whoa. Did and he I, ever brag about that when you were at Vassar? I would drop that all the time. I don't know what he talked about because he didn't care about me because I was not cool enough. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a cool professor who wanted to like yeah. hang out with the cool theater majors, which by the way, is never a thing, will never be a thing, but there was <laughs> like a perceived hierarchy, of course. Of, of like I mean, theater majors. Yeah. I saw a TikTok that changed my life the other day. It was a, a young woman and she's a teacher and she was in a classroom for like preschoolers. And she's, it was the TikTok, the crux of it was her saying me on the first day of class, figuring out which kids I need to get in good with because they have influence over the rest of the class. And she was a pre-kindergarten teacher. And I was like, it starts Start that early. Up. Yeah, I was like, wow, the teacher really is like, I have to get an ally here and it has to be an influential preschooler. And that's that. So maybe that's what he was engaging in. He knew <laughs> he knew that I wasn't going to be a mover and shaker in the um, <laughs> drama <laughs> department at Vassar. And he was right, frankly. So. Um, great. Anything else, Sarah, in your notes on the. Um, I wrote, where's Jesse Ellen Tay? Um, <laughs> oh, up at the at, at the very beginning, there's um, a guy from the New York Theater Workshop who <laughs> has this whole opening spiel about uh, rent and, you know, about New York Theater Workshop and the work they do. And Beth and I spent the whole time being like, is that Ben Platt? No, that's not Ben. Is that Ben Platt? <laughs> we thought Ben Platt had just aged. You thought that was Ben Platt <laughs> aged up. <laughs> we thought he had just grown a very large beard and that he's like, quarantine has treated him differently and <laughs> <laughs> differently what did you think of his perform ben platt's performance i enjoyed it i i i find his voice to be one of the most soothing sounds in this entire world so i truly enjoyed it i could hear him you know as they all say sing sing my mail and i would be like ah give him the tony he has a great oh voice. my gosh how have we not discussed christopher jackson yes Yes. Who was oh. incredible. I was like, out the gate, that's what we're going to do. Okay. Like, oh my God. And Lauren, remember when we saw him in, in the Heights yes. when we were in the front row and he was singing and he gave himself goosebumps. And I was like, that's <laughs> someone who truly knows he has a vocal gift. But to give yourself goosebumps, I'm like, I've never seen it to this day again. And it is such a claim to fame Wait, for me, for him. <laughs> where in it? At what part of In the Heights? It was he, in. Uh, it was uh, in um the song. One of the songs with Nina, uh, Sunrise, uh -huh. or yeah. uh, When You're Home. When You're Home. It was when you're oh, home. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My um one of my Christmas gifts from my husband was a the In the Heights like double record. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! So, Incredible show. Couldn't exist without Rent. Many parts. Absolutely full, could not. Full rent ripoffs. Linda and Wealth Miranda couldn't exist without rent, but you didn't hear it here, okay? We've we've said it before. <laughs> okay, thank God. And I've heard agree. it here many times. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll hear it again. Yes. <laughs> you'll hear it in one year when we do another episode. Uh -huh. When we get Lynn Manuel on, only to talk about rent and none of his shows. <laughs> oh Stay my tuned. God, that's an episode. Oh, you know what the one of the real tragedies of COVID has been is the In the Heights movie getting delayed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I and I want to see it so, so bad. bad. Yeah. So bad. I remember I lived in the Heights before I moved from Manhattan from New York. And I 
saw them filming often and I was like, oh my God, it's coming, it's coming soon. And each time I walked past their trailers, it took everything within me not to just walk up and be like, hi. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Just do and it. I love it. Yeah, I know, right? Keep up the good work. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I love that. You just knocking on the door, only saying hi, have nothing else planned. <laughs> nothing else to say. Hi. Hello. Frankly, adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Not psychotic at all. Um, great. Well, it was a great show. Um, yeah. Made me want to donate a bunch of money I don't have to the New York. They must have made workshop. billions of dollars. Um, yeah. I hope when they I saw did. those names scrolling by, I was like, I want to be a part of that. How much do I have to donate? Didn't get around to it just yet, but. Yeah. Who knows? The, the day is young. Yeah. I wanted one of whatever the like swag things was so badly. If I had just had like one to $5,000 to. <laughs> right. Could have been know. yours. I want to know what was in it. Olivia Lux also quite a bad angle, quite a bad. Uh, <laughs> and her <zero> yeah. angle. <laughs> Clearly like, reading why a are script you looking down way to the side. Yeah. yeah. Learn how to like it, put your iPad right, <laughs> right under the camera. We in your desk drawer? What is happening? Right? <laughs> That's the only place that she can, like, get it to stand up. She has to, like, yes. pull the drawer out a little bit. <laughs> she looked And great. she was so happy and so charming and so delightful. But just looking down, I just, it, it was, it was tough. Um, well, we had one other highlight, which I think we might as well not try, but we'll just describe it, which is that, so Sarah and I signed on to watch it. It had not yet been uploaded and we missed the live version. Yeah, so we had to sign on a couple, like an hour or two later and what we're like, Oh, we'll just start. But they was like rendering or something. Yeah. So, you know, Sarah and I are, we're podding together these days. We're like the only people <laughs> each other see. So she was over and we were like rent roulette. And we just, mm -hmm. we cracked open the white claws. We, <laughs> And we got on Rent Roulette, which was you just pressed a button and it was just chat roulette with other people who had watched the retrospective. And we did it for a long time. We did it. Yeah. For maybe an hour. <laughs> Were the people chill? Was it like. There was. I, I made a note. <laughs> I made notes of everybody we talked to. <laughs> oh, my God. And there were some incredible people and also some like weirdos, the whole gamut of it. Um, we plugged the podcast to all of them. Yes. <laughs> That's great work. Great work. We got we got three new followers. One guy uh, friended me on Facebook and I accepted. Stop it. <laughs> when he found out we were uh, we do comedy, he was like, I can hook you up with some comedians in central Pennsylvania. So and I was like, That's a get. That's a get. Yeah. I don't we know about them. It's a resource. Yeah. yeah. Um expand we met that network, baby. <laughs> We met one adorable aspiring musical theater actor who read us the full cast in his program from a touring production of Rent that he saw. And uh, now I'm going to cry. It was oh cute. My God. It was, it was and cute. And he read each name as if we would know who all of these people were, including Never like this person was standing in for this person and this person. <laughs> and we were just like, really great. Yes, we absolutely. They were probably all your cousins, but we had not heard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who else? We got, um, we talked oh. to a Maureen, a touring Maureen yes. swing. She was Whoa. amazing. Yeah. Um, and who also had like a huge house. 
Um, yes. We were like, her name was Lindsay, I think. We were like, Lindsay, what do you do? Um, yeah. <laughs> we talked to a man who, uh, named Richard, who, uh, lived in San Francisco, lives in San Francisco, and he was an extra in the movie. And he wow. was okay, Richard. great to talk to, um, cause he That's said the cool. tour went there, uh, to San Francisco and it stayed for so long. They like decorated the whole theater, um, thinking that it would he be said there they thought it would stay. Yeah. Like forever. Yeah. Oh, wow. Whoa. But it didn't. It Whoa. stayed like six months. That's a long time. Yeah. We met um, a uh, a guy who is a theatrical manager um, who spent the whole time telling Beth and I about a woman that he represents who is a musical artist and her instrument is her tap shoes. Uh, <laughs> and oh, God, to, he was like, if you give me your contact information, I can send you a 15 minute video of her performance. <laughs> 15? Yeah. Oh, I was like, you're not getting my contact info, sir. No, absolutely not. Especially not if you're threatening a 15 minute video. Minute video. God, no. Unrelated to rent. As if we were like (laughs) booking people who were like, we got to get this tap lady into our podcast. (laughs) He seemed to think that we were like, had some in in the industry that would help him. Yeah. Like these ladies. These are the ones to send this to. No yeah, we were just truly at that point either drinking White Claw or kombucha vodkas because I had no other like <laughs> mixers or booze in my house. We were just living our best lives. I love that. Yeah. And it is still active, but it's we've tried now two times <laughs> since that first night. We're not getting any matches or whatever. Like no one's coming up on the screen. So. I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying at all hours of the day. We have a couple more days. Yeah. yeah. This goes, well, one, we have one more day. So. And then there was also, uh, that was one wonderful, incredible feature. Um, and then another feature was, um, yeah, rent karaoke. And then rent uh. trivia. Did you tap into the rent trivia at all? No, no because I get, I get like, don't like engaging with other rent heads. And I thought I would have to engage with other rent heads. And that to me, what it sounded like an absolute horrible evening. You're honored <laughs> that you came to this podcast. Cause that's all. You yeah. Did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we're like the cool kinds of rent heads. Like yeah. we get it. Right. You guys are the single exception. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Um, this has been a delight to talk to you too about rent <laughs> i think you might Likewise. be the, the biggest musical theater fans we've had the, oh wow like <laughs> I, I have more stories for you i know we've <laughs> only scratched the surface and yeah we gotta oh revive the pod um, <laughs> we gotta get lauren and mariah back every week <laughs> talk <laughs> musical theater i guess it's just a new podcast now well, well, um stay tuned yeah. <laughs> stay tuned everybody if people want more of your delightful comedy writing observations, where can they go? For me, you can follow me on Twitter at Mariah, M-R-I-A-H, or on Instagram at Mariah, 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 M-A-R-I-A-H. Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at M-S-L-A-S, and you can listen to our radio show on Radio Andy, which is on Sirius XM Channel 102. It's called Smith Sisters Live, and it is live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in uh, to another Everything is Rent episode. Uh, Make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I don't know. Is that helpful anymore? We don't really do the podcast anymore, but 
the, if we get a thousand more rates and reviews we'll, <laughs> of any level, we'll redo the, we'll start we'll the podcast over from track one. Um, <laughs> and, and as always only nice things, please. Only nice things. We've yeah, gotten please. a few in the like last couple years since we stopped doing the pod. And it is like so fun to see that people are like still listening and enjoying. Um, and to that end, you can still email us. Everything is rent pod at gmail.com. We check it <laughs> also <laughs> once a year and we will maybe respond. Um, but do feel free to email us there or DM us on Instagram, uh, where you can follow yeah. us at everything is rent. Uh, and on our Twitter at everything underscore rent. Um, um, also not that regularly checked, but we do, we do check in. Now would be a good yeah. time. We're going to be checking it regularly for For the next couple, couple days. weeks, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> D- days? <laughs> yeah. I'm checking every hour for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to our upcoming podcast, Where is Jesse? <laughs> um, thank you to Zach Reno, who uh, wrote the music for our theme. Uh, thank you so much to James Mulholland, who did the art. And thank you to our engineer and... Also, since we last recorded, my husband, Mark David Christensen. Pretty <laughs> weird. Pretty weird. Pretty weird. They met on the pod. We, Can you believe it? We actually met in a production of Rent. Um, I was playing Maureen <laughs> and he was playing Benny. So another love story. So it always happens. Okay, we will see you next time, everybody. <laughs> see you in a year. <laughs> oh, bye. I mean, oh. a year. Pretty relevant. How, yeah, how do you measure say, a year? Well, actually, in, I would say daylights, maybe? In daylights and sunsets, in midnights and cups of coffee, in one episode of Everything is Rent. <laughs> when we come back, that's how you'll know that a year has passed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can actually um, slow down the recording of this podcast <laughs> so you can listen to it. For one, it, it lasts for one whole year. You just have to slow it down to that exact rate. So, um, <laughs> it's pretty artsy. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>